It's Wednesday, April the 4th, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Budapest, Hungary. We are gathered here today uh, in Budapest, and this is our last day here. Uh, We have a half day before we fly to Warsaw, and we are joined uh, by our international director, Josh Caldwell, as well as our Eurasia program director, uh, Jana Lombardo. And then we are privileged to have as well Adam Simon, who is our on-the-ground manager of our Hungary program. And so first and foremost, uh, let's just talk a little bit about Hungary. We've been able to to travel around the country, uh, going to three different cities, visiting a foster home, visiting with the government, and looking for ways to to strengthen our program. So, Josh, you first start just and talk a little bit about the importance of why we travel uh, around the world to these countries to do trips like this. Yeah, thanks, Herbie. Um, one of the main reasons uh, that we travel around the world is to build relationships with government officials, with local civil affairs or local officials in whatever region we're going to be a part of. Um, And we do that also building relationships with our partner on the ground, Adam, who's with us, and um, our driver, Cornell, and just being able to to see what is going on, be able to speak with officials is just really vital and important to a program like Hungary. And we've had so many families um, that over the years have come home through this program, have brought children home through this program. It's really helpful um, to, to, to visit and to see what's going on and to build those relationships. And through those relationships, we're able to grow our program. Yeah, and so obviously uh, Hungary is a program that, interestingly enough, I first traveled to Hungary uh, a little over nine years ago to help establish this program, and since then we've seen many children come home, we've seen them thriving in homes, and we're excited because at this point in 2019 we're seeing some of the most growth in our Hungary program. So Jana, talk to us a little bit about the history of our program and why we have seen so much excitement and why we have seen so much success over the last several years. So um, our Hungary program started in uh, 2010 and uh, we have seen, you know, children come home uh, since then, you know, pretty much about 10 to 12 children per year. Um, maybe not that many in some years, but this year we've already reached close to that number um, by the summer, and so we are we are thankful for the numbers. But we're also just very thankful that these children uh, have forever moms and dads who will teach them about Jesus. And um, the excitement about this program is we are seeing children as young as two, two and a half, three, three and a half come home. Uh, we're seeing some sibling groups come home and. Uh, we are just thankful for the opportunity for these kids to have for forever families. And um, one of the things that really, really excites me about this uh, part of the world and, and, and Hungary specifically is um, children in this country who are uh, of the Roma population tend to um, be a little discriminated against here. And so we are thankful for moms and dads who want to pursue uh, Roma children and uh, just, you know, have those children as part of their families. Um, We have a lot of exciting things going on, families in country, families coming home, families traveling. Uh, We've had great meetings with our uh, team here, ministry officials, local social service offices, Um, and so we do believe we are just working really hard and and our relationships are just getting stronger and stronger every day. 
Yeah, and so, Adam, we're so grateful to have you here. And I guess just first and foremost, talk to us about, uh, for you and our team on the ground, why it's so important for us to come and travel and to be able to see you and spend time together like we have these last several days. Well, uh, let me tell you again that it, it, this is a very special time that uh, I can join you while the Lifeline Direct Directors are here in Hungary personally. I think the past three days was really important for us because we uh, had the meetings with the local officials and the ministry officials and we were in the embassy too and we did uh, great meetings and I have, uh, we have a great picture about Hungary right now. We have a friendly country, all the officials, all the social workers were really helpful here and we want to support all of our clients and uh, all of the children who's waiting for the, their adoption process. And Adam, talk to us because obviously you travel around this whole country and visit foster homes and in different orphanages and you see the children that are in need. Explain to us what what are the profile of these children that need families today in Hungary? In my opinion, in the past 12 years since I've, I've been doing this adoption, I'm, the, I'm in the adoption processes. So what I can tell you that uh, these children are need love i need loving families this is the most important they they need time everybody should know that it's it's a it's a process if if they decided that they wants to adopt from hungary all of these children the most important what they need this is the love and hug and more attention mm. this is their desire and so talk to us obviously as as a as a man who's born and grown up in hungary what makes this country so special? What what makes it what what gives you the pride of being Hungarian that we can help folks understand what's so great about this country and this nation? Well, this is a good question. We have a huge history. I mean, Hungary has a huge history. I think Hungary is a friendly country, and uh, we like the freedom, and uh, our government wants to wants to support uh, all of the citizens here, and I think Hungary is a safe country. And uh, as I told you, we have a good dishes, we like likes to eat. <laughs> we have a lot of uh, nice places here around. So if in case, so if, if it's needed, I can, I can show these places to our clients while they are here. So in general, I want them to enjoy the time what they spend in Hungary. And I think too, the Hungarian people are very resilient. Uh, the history is such uh, that this is a people who have gone through occupation of the Russians and occupation of so many different things and even as we were able to go around Budapest today and see Freedom Square and to see the monuments uh, to so many great Hungarian leaders that, that fought for the independence of this country. That's true. The people are so resilient, they're beautiful people, very inviting and lovely um, and so even you know Adam as you're thinking about you know, families that have adopted or families that may be called to adopt from Hungary, okay. as they raise these children up, what are things that you would hope they would teach their children about their native country? Well, this is a good question. Uh, what I used to say, used to ask them if they have a chance in the future, they must uh, come back and take a visit. Mm -hmm. Okay, it, it, I think it's, it's a good idea in the future. You know, it, it depends on, on it depends on uh, the adoptive parents, let's say, but uh, this is this is this is a nice uh, thing to uh, meet with the, their heritage. Mm. Yeah. And and I know that 
domestic adoption does happen in Hungary. Yes. If these children can't be adopted, uh, what uh, the, obviously international adoption becomes an option. Talk to us about the families and the children that Hungarians are adopting so that we can know how we can be praying for more Hungarian families to adopt. Yeah, this is, uh, in Hungary, we have a lot, lot of, I'm, I'm honest with you, we have a lot of poor families. Mm. So the circumstances are a little bit poor here and it's a little bit hard, harder for children who's uh, growing up here. But uh, we have a lot of jobless people here. That's why, that's the reason why a lot of children in the foster care system but our government is trying to support every, everyone here. But uh, in my opinion, in the past, since we are in the European Union in the past, around almost uh, 20 years, it's getting better. Mm. Okay, so. Yeah. So, Jana, talk to us a little bit. We've, we're here in Hungary. We've seen this beautiful country with the resilient people. We've been able to see uh, different children as we've gone about Talk to someone if they were interested in adopting from Hungary, what this process looks like and how would they get started? So uh, love to talk about this part of what I, what I get to do at Lifeline. And so if you're, you're interested in, in learning more about Hungary and the adoption process in Hungary, of course, um, you can reach out to us at, at Lifeline, um, uh, our email addresses and, and all of that. But one of the things that I love to talk about is that the kids who are available and eligible for adoption in Hungary um, are going to be in the age range, like I said, two, two and a half, three, three and a half. Some will have some, some minor medical special needs. Um, some may have some more significant uh, medical special needs. Uh, we're going to see Hungarian children. We're going to see Roma children. Um, and so one of the things that's so beneficial for families adopting from Hungary is that um, you are in the country of Hungary for um, a 30-day bonding period, and that gives you a chance to really just kind of hunker down, become a family, um, get to know each other. Your children begin to learn English so quickly, uh, and this is the only time that it will ever be just the just the, the immediate family unit in a place where you can just concentrate on getting to know one another and helping the children bond and attach uh, with you. And, you know, these children are... Um, have good medical information. We we just had dinner with our pediatrician that reviews all of our medical files, and she's a precious lady and loves these children. is so excited when she gets to work with our family. She's also one of the U.S. Embassy's panel physicians, so we feel very confident in her abilities. Uh, Adam and his experience, we have so much confidence. He's going to take amazing care of you uh, while you are here. And our driver Cornell, um, you're never going to be left alone. Uh, we, we say this a lot, but we mean it and we do it. We hold your hand. We're going to educate you. We're going to train you. We're going to give you all of the tools you need to be successful. But, but as we say all of that, we're going to point you to Jesus. We're going to point you to the gospel. We're going to encourage you to uh, make sure your marriage is healthy. Um, and, and again, we feel like that that is um, ultimately what's going to allow your adoption to be successful. And I said successful, I didn't say always easy, but we want to to give you the tools that you need to have a, a very positive adoption experience in country and even when you get home. And uh, just some quick things about Hungary. Uh, obviously, uh, Hungary is in Eastern Europe, uh, near Central Europe. 
Uh, they have a population of around 10 million people, and right here in Budapest, uh, there are about 2 million. So about 20% of the population is in the urban area of Budapest. Uh, the Danube River, the lovely Danube, comes right through Bu Budapest, and the Danube goes through eight different countries throughout Europe, and uh, Budapest and Hungary is one of those countries. Uh, the main waterway here, just a beautiful uh, setting and a picturesque setting here in Hungary. Uh, also, uh, as far as just the religious makeup, there are obviously the, the largest is, is Roman Catholicism uh, with about 10 to 12 percent evangelical. And so uh, we are just also praying that the gospel would be known here in Hungary uh, and throughout this great country. And then just as we have traveled around, uh, like Adam has said, there is unfortunately poverty uh, in and throughout uh, Hungary it is actually in the world population. It's ranked 92nd for the most impoverished country in the world. And uh, as we think through that, we need to ask the Lord to provide for biological families to be able to take care of their children, uh, especially those children with special needs. And, uh, you know, our hope is that we can find families for children internationally, but our greater hope is that we can see the church equipped here, we can see the body of Christ equipped here, and we can see the Hungarian people equipped here to take care of children, uh, because there is a pride in being Hungarian, and there is a, a great gift of being Hungarian. And, and so we hope that we can find missional families even that will raise these children up to be proud of their Hungarian heritage and will one day, like Adam said, want to come back, not just be brought back, but want to come back and to serve their great country and their great nation. And so what a beautiful time we've had uh, going to a foster home, being able to visit uh, several children in this foster home, to being able to, to meet with the government, and to see the precious social workers who care so much for their children. Uh, and, and, and can just really feel how hard they are working. And so, Josh, even as we are wrapping up, I know this has been your first time to Hungary. Uh, Jana and I have been before. What are some impressions that you have taken away? And specifically, how would you lead people to pray for this nation? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the, um, the things that I've been impressed with are just the, the people, um, how kind and lovely they are, and just how... Uh, interactive um, they've been. I think um, the officials that we've met with have been so hospitable. I think that's another thing that is very, very important is the hospitality that we've seen. Um, and I think I would just be led um, to continue to pray that the children um, of this uh, great country would um, would have permanency, would have permanent homes. I, I would pray that um, many families that are struggling today, I pray that the, the Lord would um, help um, support them and, 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 and lead them to, to himself. And I pray that um, today that the, um, the poverty that we've seen and we've heard about, Lord, I, I would pray that the Lord would, would use people and use the church and use um, believers all over this country to help and eradicate that. And uh, I believe he can do that. And so those are the three things that I would pray is just for families, for permanency, um, for the church, for the to, to get involved with kids, but also for the poverty and for the families to be supported. Yeah. Well, Lord willing, uh, the government has told us that we can start working uh, maybe to a place where we can advocate for some specific children. And so one of the things, though, is that we have to have families that have already been vetted by Lifeline to advocate for these children. So if you're interested in knowing more about Hungary, you can always go to our website, lifelinechild.org. Uh, and visit our page about Hungarian adoption and about Hungary specifically. 
uh, we would just ask that you would pray for these waiting children, the children who need homes around the country. Uh, we pray that you would uh, ask that you would pray that more missional families would come that would have a heart for this nation and a heart for this country and a heart for her children. And we just ask that you would continue to pray for our staff as we travel around the world. And so from here, unfortunately, we're going to leave Adam. And uh, he has a, a job tomorrow even as he's taking several families around and ministering to them. Uh, but Jana and Josh and I will, will head to Warsaw where we will be able to meet with uh, some more of our partners. Our, our partners from Bulgaria and Kyrgyzstan as well as Poland and get to meet with Oleksandr Yakabinko, our uh, manager of Eastern European countries. And uh, he lives in Warsaw. And so just grateful to be able to go to Warsaw to see Sasha and to see our team and to be able to strategically think through how the Lord is leading us to minister in Eastern Europe specifically. And so uh, if you're uh, enjoying the Defender podcast, if you would take a moment today and go on your favorite podcasting app and rate us, your ratings help the Defender podcast be noticed by new listeners and to get higher up in the search uh, searches. So go on to maybe that's iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcast listing app and give us a rating. And then also, will you shoot us an email at info at lifelinechild.org and let us know other topics you might like to hear on the Defender podcast, things that you enjoy, or anything that you would like to give feedback on for the Defender podcast. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.